Yo, 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 welcome into the Just Joshin' Podcast. My name is Josh. I am your host for the International League of Super Acquaintances. And boy, oh boy, do we have a week cooked up for you. What a crazy one. Week four in the books as we look back on what happened and look forward into the future. There's just so much to unpack. Some crazy games that happened some close matchups that many of us did not anticipate turning out in the way that they did. Some we could understand. You know, we could really see it happening. I, I look at a few games like uh, the, the bounce back win for Vrabel Body Men pulling the upset over Mahomes on a hill. You know, we weren't sure what was going to happen there, but uh, as Mahomes on a hill noted in the media this past week, It was a rough one for his team. You know, the guys didn't show up in the way that he was hoping that they were actually going to show up. And Vrabel Body Men had a team that was ready to go, that uh, decided to step up when they needed it the most, didn't fall to one and three, didn't fall into that trap. You know, he ended up having guys that ended up showing up despite the fact that he didn't end up uh, starting David Montgomery, who scored 34 points, and Khalil Herbert, who scored 22 points. But you know what? Good coaches in this league are able to coach up a team. They're able to motivate guys despite not starting the right people. And that's what Vrabel Body Men did. He dug in deep. His team fought for him despite the fact that maybe the adjustments weren't made that they they were needed to, to be made. And I think his team understood that hey, if we don't pick up the slack, if we don't do what we need to do, then this guy is going to end up getting fired. And he's a real players coach. Everybody loves him, and they wanted to step up from there. The Simps pulled off a a last-minute, last-second victory over the attempted uh, upset from UConn. It all came down to DK Metcalf playing on uh, Monday night. And we saw that that one kind of came close where it wasn't quite uh, enough for DK to be able to score 20 points. Um, but he had the touchdown and, and the Sim started shaking in his boots, starting to tilt a little bit. But he ended up pulling out the win, going to 3-1, and one, one of the best teams in the league. And then another almost upset that probably should have been one was uh, Sofa89 over A. Varner. He didn't end up pulling, up that, pulling off that uh, upset. A. Varner ended up pulling it out. Uh, thanks to Ken Walker and a few other guys. But this is just another game and another moment where, and we'll get to this in the rankings, A. Varner's been getting lucky. I don't know what's exactly happening. We do know that there are allegations that he has been paying off refs. There are allegations that um, he has essentially been attempting to take out different members of the team that he's playing against, that from time to time he will uh, honestly like demean and go after players, family members, and friends. I heard that he even yelled at a small child, screamed at him, in fact. And that's just not cool. So who knows what he's done to the opposing teams and their families, and uh, if it's worthy of being sued or fired, but I'll let you be the judge. He was able to pull off the victory by just uh, 15 points. So I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening there. 
Um, but that was a close one. It was a very interesting one. Sofa 89 is his, his team, tries to right the ship for him. And then another almost upset uh, was Supercam versus Jamarin. Jamarin obviously made the, the big sellout for all the old men, as he said, got all these guys, and uh, he won by 10 points against Supercam, who's noted as one of the teams that is kind of trying to attempt to, quote-unquote, uh, tank, not tank. But because of uh, Romeo Dobbs and Isaiah Pacheco and Devin Achan, um, you saw him almost make the comeback, which would have been very, very sad for Jamarin, who traded Devon Achan not too long ago for him to be able to get the revenge on him. But didn't end up happening. Jamarin ended up pulling it out, did what he needed to do, and uh, created just for a, a wild, a wacky, crazy week that we all loved and enjoyed. So I, I, I want to get into the power rankings for this week. That's all we'll really have for today. But before I do, I want to thank our sponsor, Thrive Market. Thrive Market. If you do not have a Thrive Market membership, I would get one. Thrive Market makes healthy living made easy. They have given me a special cookbook where I'm able to whip up 60 different recipes for every recipe, uh, for every lifestyle, all in 30 minutes or less. Nick Green, the Thrive Market co-founder and CEO, said the recipes in this book are a reflection of our community, including friends and partners like Melissa Urban, Mark Sisson, and Amanda Chantel Bacon. And of course, our one million members. We're grateful to each of you for supporting our mission to make healthy living accessible to all. And that's exactly what they do. They created this cookbook, their first cookbook for us. These are dishes that nourish us and inspire us. The best part, every delicious recipe can be cooked in 30 minutes or less, living, having simple, wholesome ingredients, almost all of which you can find at member-only prices right on Thrive Market. I hope these healthy recipes come, become beloved in your home as they have been ours. Happy cooking. Thanks, Thrive Market. You make me want to thrive. All right, let's go ahead and get into the power rankings for this week. At number 12, let's go ahead and start with last, because that's what we love to do. The Disgusting Brothers, 0-4. Oh, man, this is so sad for the Disgusting Brothers. He is so, so sad. He has uh, a few bright spots on the team, but barely any at all whatsoever. Puka Nakua. Coming up hot with another game, breaking records. Looks like potentially right now, as we sit here right now, the best wide receiver of this draft class. Who would have ever thunk it? Who would have ever known? I know that the Disgusting Brothers love Puka Nakua. They love his hair. They love his smile. They love his character. Um, I have heard that if someone were willing to give a first and a little bit more for him, he'd, 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 he'd consider it. He'd be tantalized by it. He'd be interested. Could you be that owner? I don't know. But no, 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 no. This is a stalwart of his team. This is someone that he wants to make sure he keeps. And if this team can end up getting JSN more involved in the offense, same thing in Quentin Johnston. Man, oh, man. What if Jaleel or whatever his name is, McLaughlin, ends up kicking it up and playing well? Sky's the limit, right? Man, we could see a, a streak of many different wins all throughout this season, and this team turns it around. But for right now, we're 12th because this team sucks, 
and we need to see something happen on this team. Good luck in the draft next year, buddy. What a loser. At number 11, I have Supercam. Despite his efforts to be able to end up ultimately coming back in this game, it was too far gone. I think that what we saw from this one is, again, that this team is building for next year. They're building for years to come. They have some young running backs that are going to be able to keep them in weeks, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to do what he needs to be able to do to be able to keep them in weeks. But ultimately, it's just not enough. And uh, the wide receiver core is just too weak. So I'm going to put him at 11 because I think that you're going to perennially see him here. Another team that we already talked about at the top of the show, number 10, Sofa89. Love this man. He has a great heart. He has been a Santa in many different malls leading up to Christmas. So you know he's a good person. Um, But... That's not enough for him to be able to end up ultimately winning. And uh, he's at number 10 right now just because he has so many older players. Alvin Kamara had 13 receptions for like 13 yards or something. It wasn't that specific, but like it was crazy. So I I don't know what's going on there, Um, but hopefully his team can begin to turn it around. They have a good matchup, a good get good get right matchup this next week to maybe be able to go to two and three and start kind of re re getting back into everything, if that's a word. At number nine, I have UConn. Uh, you know, UConn's team is 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 interesting. It definitely is a team that's going to be more competitive next year with all the draft capital that he has. This is something that we've talked about over and over again. If Tony Pollard went down, it'd be interesting to see if Rico Dowdle can do something for this team. Baker Mayfield's making more noise than I think that he his team may have been expecting. Um, he threw like four touchdowns against the Saints. But overall, I just don't really see it going too far. At number eight, I have Rabel Body Men. And I would be interested in uh, propping Rabel Body Men up a little bit more. I'm, I'm hoping that David Montgomery can continue to push forward as a great running back for this team. James Cook looks like the dude. Can Justin Fields build on what he already did this past week? Obviously, he's not going to play the Broncos every single week, but maybe this is the game that he needed to be able to right himself and kind of start getting into that rhythm. We'll see if the Bears can actually begin to utilize him. I think this team has sky-high potential, but it's a bummer because uh, they everyone's just been kind of underwhelming. Even Jalen Waddle has been... Um, a little bit more underwhelming here as of late. So we'll see what ends up happening there. At number seven, I have one of my favorite teams in the league, Captain Jameis. Uh, same kind of story for him and Vrabel Body Men. You would hope that this team would get up and running and be able to do something, but it just hasn't worked out in the way that they're hoping. Um, didn't end up getting the win this last week against uh, Dr. Cornwallis, but put up a really good fight. It's a bummer about Garrett Wilson, but a strong, strong wide receiver core. The running back room has potential for years in the future, but until Jameer Gibbs starts getting a run and starts getting actual touches from the Lions, which, again, just harkens back to last year and everything that we saw with Swift, this extremely great running back, highly drafted, very athletic, and the Lions just pooped the bed in utilizing him. The same thing has happened to Jameer Gibbs. We'll see if it ends up turning around. But really, this team is going to ride or die on whether or not Pierce and Jameer Gibbs get utilization. Hopefully, they do begin to uh, do so, and we'll see.
At number six, I have Dr. Cornwallis coming off that fresh win over Captain Jameis. I think this team is really good. I think that Justin Herbert is going to continue to be able to kind of prop this team up like he did last week. It'll be interesting to see if Devontae Adams ends up getting traded and what ends up happening there. If Aaron Jones can stay healthy. Um, I am a little bit nervous of this team's depth as we head into bye weeks and as different injuries begin to happen. But DeAndre Swift looking like the dude now that he's freed from the Lions is a really good sign for him. At number five, I have the four and OA Varn Stars. Yes, I do. At number five, here's why. This team right now has T. Higgins out, some great players, but they are playing against, by far, the lowest points against in the league. You can continue to tell me, well, 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 well there, I'm undefeated. Don't care. Don't care. This team needs to show me that they can go into a game against legitimate competition, against a top five team, and that they can do it with a grin on their face and not flipping the bird at their coach like I've seen a few different times. Show me that you can actually win this game. At number four, I have Rob Cutt and his team. Uh, Rob Cutt's team is going to live and die by their wide receiver core. Unbelievable running back room. This team needs to show me that the young wide receivers can step up. If I'm Rob Cutt sitting at 3-1 and one right now, one of the only 3-1 and one teams, I would go out and I would go try to find uh, a wide receiver that maybe you can pick up and help out. Um, your, your team, maybe what some sort of wide receiver one that's going to end up ultimately being able to do what you need them to do to be able to really prop up your team. And, and, uh, until he does that, I, I, it's gonna be harder to get him into the top three. I could see a few more losses, but this is a really great squad. At number three, I have Mahomes on a hill. I think that anyone between the one to three could make a case for one. I think Mahomes on a hill is one of those better teams. Derek Henry finally getting up and running, doing what he needs to do. But, uh, you know, had a close one or lost this one this past week. I think that we're going to see kind of that range of somewhere between 100 points to 160 points with this team. Um, if this team is functioning well and Mahomes, you know, Mahomes had a bad week this last week. If Mahomes plays well, if Tyreek can actually continue to be himself. I think it was just kind of a weird week, but uh, I think the sky is the limit for this team. It's just they need to be firing on all cylinders. At number two, I have Jamarin the Marrier. Made all the moves to be able to do what he needed to do. And what we saw was that their team was able to play against adversity in a team that was trying to take them out, trying to be the upset in Supercamp. And they were able to push forward. Having Josh Allen, having uh, Jonathan Taylor come back from injury, probably playing for the Colts, maybe playing elsewhere, is going to just boost his team up unbelievably having Cooper cup come back from IR again, the exact same thing. This team is about to soar. And I think I could have ranked them at one, but I'm going to leave them at two because I think there's just so much depth on this team. They're going to be able to survive a lot of debt uh, of uh, bye weeks. And if they can stay healthy and these guys continue to go forward, look out for Jamar and the Marrier. And at uh, number one, I have the simps. I know at times I've doubted the simps, but it does look like I was wrong about Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk seems to be still the wide receiver one on this team. Debo didn't, I don't know if he had a great week this week, but uh, he should be able to be better. George Kittle's been a little bit of a disappointment, but it doesn't matter. 
if you have CMC, it changes everything. He is a beautiful man with a beautiful face. He is balding a little bit, but, but he should be able to be the one that just wins you every week. He feels like LaDainian Tomlinson from years past. He feels like uh, every unbelievable running back that we've ever seen come through this league. Um, and he's doing it um, well. And I think that the Sims are going to pretty much just be number one until he ends up getting hurt or something else ends up happening. So there's my rankings. You can disagree with them. You can agree with them. You can applaud them. You can shout them down. But I'd love to hear your feedback. I'm going to try to find a way to be able to get a link for you to be able to share your thoughts. You just let me know what you think. And uh, that's all I got for this week. Going to be taking a little bit of a trip with the fam. Uh, and uh, you can just go ahead and continue to check out the standings, check out the rankings. Hey, good luck, everybody, this week. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.